Welcome to the Housewife of Horrors podcast. Welcome back to Housewife of Horrors. My ever-faithful companion, Evil from 3B Video, is here. Say hello, Evil. Hey, yo. Okay. This week, we are here with a listener request. Danica, who had actually done a couple other requests before this, she threw another one in the hat in the ring here. And this is the case of Phoebe Hansjuk, the girl in the shoot. This story comes out of Melbourne, Australia. Sounds so. like a country song. The girl in the shoot. Yeah, this is like C H U T E, like a trash shoot. Yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna get into that. A little bit of ha- backstory here. Phoebe, twenty-four years old, like I said, she's living in an upscale apartment building, very nice looking, called the Valencia. Sounds fancy. Uh, yes, it is. They have like security and like <laughs> badges and shit where you're like timed in and out of the building. Definitely which... doesn't sound like a slumlord type place. The <laughs> they Valencia. got security there. The Valencia, yeah. We call them the bum fill out front. Well, this is located in Melbourne, Australia. Like I said, she was living there with her boyfriend of two years. He is 43-year-old Anthony Hample. I have to say that a little slow or it'll come out Anthony because there's no H in this guy's name. Just sounds like how the macho man would say it. Anthony. Well, Anthony comes. So, hold on. Oh. You said he was 43? And she's 24. Yes, I did. I don't see what could go wrong here. I mean, I can see things just on a logistical level going wrong because at some point I assume she's going to want to have kids and he's 43 and beyond all that. No, I wouldn't get involved with a 23-year-old. 23 and a 43, there's not a single problem that could ever occur. Smooth sailing, I'm sure. Anthony comes from a well-known legal family in Australia. His father was a Supreme Court judge. His mom is, his stepmom, I'm sorry, is a county court judge. However, he chose to not go the legal path with his life and he got into event management. So he's basically a party coordinator. So he's Tony Soprano's son. I mean, Tony Soprano's dad was no Supreme Court judge. He no, was Tony's son. Like he's good at he's good at planning parties. Oh yeah, AJ. I'm sorry. I totally went with like uh, Tony Soprano's dad. I don't. No, no, no. Their relationship, although it lasted two years, the six weeks before this incident took place, they break up four times but you know how it goes there's always that conversation of whatever needs to be said to get her back and of course she moves back despite not feeling like an equal in their relationship which she had expressed to like her mom who she's very very close with and some friends you know because he makes big money lives in this expensive apartment building and she just felt like she didn't measure up to his success what he brought to the table i blame chris rock why chris rock well, he's the cause of all relationship problems, isn't he? Oh, I thought that entanglement was somebody else and Chris just made the joke. Ah, so it all just comes back to Chris Rock. It's he all Chris. Just, fine, we'll just, just keep, blame Chris Rock. If he would just keep her name out of his motherfucking mouth. Topical. 
I don't know what threw that in there, but this story starts on December 2nd, 2010. It's 9 a.m. Anthony at this point says that he leaves for work and Phoebe was still asleep. And they do have security like the badges. He scanned that as he was leaving. It was noted that he left the building. It was like 9, 9.06, right around there he left. It's now 11.43 a.m. and there is a fire alarm in the building, which... I don't know if this is realized first offhand. This compromises the building security that goes off in the building when she is on camera. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading my notes here like, uh, who is it? Frank Dribben on the <laughs> Oscar teleprompter. Thanks, Aww. Raquel. I am so tired and sweaty. and <laughs> Hold for laughter and applause. The building's security is compromised due to this fire alarm going off. The fire is fucking up the, like... Electrical uh, in the building? or No, like, since the security is down in the building, people can now get in and out untimed oh. without a card, so anybody can just roll up in the building at this point. <laughs> so the Lone Ranger shorted the circuits. This goes off in the building, like I said. She is on camera in the lobby with other residents. Then she is seen walking out with her dog because the whole building has been evacuated. So I guess she went up and got her dog, and she's leaving the building. It was determined to be a false alarm, and she returned minutes later, six, seven minutes later to be pretty much exact. There is nothing after that. No one sees nor hears from her. I'm confused. So there's an alarm. She's seen on surveillance in oh, the lobby. I, yeah, I'm, I'm on that. But I was like, so was it a big, just electrical thing in the building? That's I, I'm not sure. I didn't take down the logisticals of what set the fire alarm off. It was just a false alarm. That's <clears throat> all they said. I know. Well, so I was, it could have like, just been tied to the security thing, or they believe. Okay, continue. It is now same day, 6:09 p.m. And building security shows Anthony got home at this time. He comes home to find her purse and keys are normally where they are, but she is nowhere in the apartment. And I'll tell you this, I mean, if you're leaving, you're definitely going to want keys. I don't always have to take my purse, but those are two imperative things that are needed. There, She's not there. So they had dinner plans to go have dinner with her dad. So he's thinking he's going to get off work. He's going to come home. She's going to be, you know, ready. They're going to maybe have a drink or he's going to sit for a few minutes and then they're going to, you know, jam out the door to go have dinner with dad. Antony notices that there are two glasses on the table and a broken glass on the floor. And the apartment is kind of a mess. I don't want to say signs of a struggle, but apparently, according to her mom, they always had a very immaculate place and just things are kind of disarray at this point. Anthony knows something's up, so who's been drinking in my place? It's now 7.06, 7.09 p.m. So Ant is still kind of doing his thing up in the apartment. Same time that this is, you know, he's kind of looking around the apartment, trying to get bearings of figuring out what the fuck's going on. The concierge is down in the, he's going down to like the basement area and he discovers Phoebe's body dead on the floor in the garbage room where like the compactor and the chute empties out into. He <laughs> discovers her on the floor. Her pants are around her knees and there is blood all over the place in this room. Somehow she fell 12 stories inside a trash chute. And might I add, the pull-down door only opens partially to the trash chute. Like, so it will get into the specifics of how far it opens. But needless to say, she is dead. There's blood everywhere. Her pants are around her knees. 
At the same time, like I said, the body is discovered. Antony is up in his apartment ordering takeout for one person. Might as well get me something to eat. Anthony hungry. It's now 8.03. His food arrives. He is told by the food delivery guy, dude, there's like a ton of cops out front. He at this time goes down to the police asking, hey, what's going on? What's up with all the police here? Is everybody okay? Kind of a thing. And they tell him that a woman's body was discovered in the garbage room. He tells them he hasn't seen his girlfriend since he got home. And he describes her. They then realize this could be Phoebe. Police look at the scene and think automatically they walk in, they kind of look around and they're like, she killed herself. This is a suicide. <laughs> yes. I Melbourne's finest. <laughs> this is when I'm starting to get just a little like, what? What about this suicide? <laughs> Getting caught in the gears of a combine. That's how I want to go. In the police statement, Anthony says, I believe that as a result of Phoebe's depression and alcohol abuse, she took her life tonight. The cops automatically think that she killed herself. Anthony is, you know, just fucking adding water into the concrete mix to solidify this whole suicide thing. Oh, that's a good analogy. Really? Did you just make that up? I did. That I didn't want to say add gas to the fire because oh, fire no. isn't solid. And this is like oh. really solidified by the initial cop on the scene and Anthony's remark that I just said. Like this sets the fucking pace for everything which they do show a couple of pictures online of the crime scene and just nothing about this says suicide to me and we're gonna get into that <laughs> i mean who looks at the garbage shooting is like well it's good as boy as any i guess and for me i don't think that would be a logistical way to kill yourself because it's <clears throat> not a hundred percent like no, it's a gun like if i'm gonna kill myself i want to make sure that it's gonna be done at the end i'm not gonna be laying at the bottom somewhere hurting and bleeding to death and if this is a such a posh place i guarantee they have no idea what how what this what the trash compaction thing even looks like they're like it goes into this mystery box and we never see it again and even if we'd only been together a year like he's sounds pretty quick to be like i believe she probably killed herself with the garbage chute what the fuck i'm anthony the layers just keep coming. So in addition to his statement solidifying this, they believe that she was dead when they got there. When they get there, they're like, up, oh, she's dead. This is suicide. And police <laughs> Didn't even bother checking a pulse around there. It's like, looks dead to me. I was getting to that. Ah. Police would not let the paramedics check her for signs of life, even if it was just a weak pulse. Police claim that it would have disturbed the crime scene. It's a suicide, but it's going to disturb a crime scene. But if she killed herself, then why would there be a crime scene to disturb? Total incompetence, if inconsistencies. She, if she lives, we got to do more paperwork. Just let this play out. I'm going to say incompetence doesn't stop at the automatic assumption of suicide. Police don't speak to the concierge that found her till 940. That's like... Two hours later after he finds her? So they failed to gather all the surveillance footage from the building's security during the investigation as well. But they tried to get the footage. Guess what? 18 months later, obviously that footage was gone by then. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. 18 months later? 18 months later, they came back to the building. And they're like, hey, we're going to need that surveillance footage from that night. And they're like, what? We you... keep this shit for like a week max. Are you sure this is not the naked gun? Oh, it's the missing evidence from the Kintner case. My God, he was innocent. 
Not only did they not gather the footage, but they didn't gather her phone. Apparently, she had two cell phones in which one has never been located. They didn't gather her phones. They didn't gather the computers. They did look through his computer, but it was four months after the fact. I could be a cop at Melbourne at this rate. Police also forgot to photograph and test the blood found on the 12th floor trash room door, collect all the bins in the apartment, photograph or try to identify footprints found outside the apartment. They didn't do any of this. I think you'd have a shorter list if you told me what exactly they did do at, upon this uh, investi- investigation. Seems like it's a stretch of a word here. Well, blood was found in numerous places. They found it in the framing around the door, on the computer mouse, and some like study computer disks on the computer table. However, police did test the blood on the door and only just confirmed it was her blood. So that's the extent of the testing of the blood that I read about. Well, Anthony, police spoke with him a couple times and he wasn't looked at as a suspect. I mean, they're hardly doing an investigation. Why would they consider a suspect? Her mother, like I said, who is very, very close with her and her grandfather, they are just like, shit's not right. This is suspicious. This is wonky. And especially her grandfather, because he is a retired police officer. They are livid at the substandard investigation work and put important questions out there. Like they're talking to anybody who will listen, which is great. They're like, how did she climb feet first into this tiny trash chute, pull down the door that only opens partially with her pants around her knees and her belt was kind of unbuckled and partially looped with absolutely no help. And how were there no fingerprints or blood from her cut fingers or hand, because apparently the story, they speculate that she broke this wine glass, she's cleaning it up, she cuts her hand, and she takes the bag of trash with the broken glass to the chute, and apparently decides to kill herself while disposing of broken glass. That's the, that's their, that's their conclusion of that's the final straw, like this broken glass is, I can't take it no more. Well, there's no fingerprints or anywhere outside the garbage chute or the handle. So how was it wiped clean? Was it wiped clean? Obviously it was, because if she took the trash out, her fingerprints are going to be on there. She may drip a drop of blood or two on the way to the trash chute. There's just yeah, this stinks to fucking high heaven at this point. However, their questions and concerns fall on deaf ears with the police that are involved with this investigation. Was it their day off? More than a day off. They come to learn from her autopsy that there was some bodily damage that wasn't from going down the trash chute. Like she had some bruising on the back of her arms, neck, and temple. And they also learned, this is really disturbing, but Phoebe lived through the ordeal of falling 12 stories down the trash chute. The compactor blade at the bottom of it nearly severs her foot. She lands in a trash bin, which she kind of knocks herself over. It's like the trash bin that you wheel out to the, in front of your house on trash day. It was a bin that looked like that. She falls in that. She gets out of it. She's bleeding profusely because her foot is nearly cut the fuck off. And you can tell by the bloody drag marks that she dragged herself to the door and around the room trying to get out. So she did not die upon impact. It actually took about 10, 15 minutes minutes for her to bleed out. She was not sexually assaulted, so why her pants were around her knees is unknown. 
And I'm sorry, but getting out of a room, like if you're trapped in a room and you're trying to get out in this scenario, doesn't say suicide to me. She's going to lay there and just, okay, I'm going to bleed out and die and call it good. Well, that's the difference between us podcasters and the armed PD of the Melbourne Force. Her autopsy goes on to show further that she had been drinking alcohol before the incident. Her blood alcohol level was 0.16, which they said is three times the legal limit to drive. And she had taken one to two Zolpidims, which they also refer to as, they kept calling it Stillnox. And it is a sedative to treat insomnia. It was Anthony's prescription. However, she had taken it before, apparently without incident. The coroner, Peter White, he gets the paperwork from the police saying that they believe it was a suicide. No one else was involved. Like I said, this sets the tone. Well, he sees that information. He determines maybe this isn't a suicide, but that she was alone. So he rules her death an accident. So now we've gone from a suicide to an accident and there was no other party involved in her death. He also claims the same that the police said about that. Everybody's in agreement that there was nobody else there, but it was a suicide gone to an accident. The pills and alcohol she took had an impact on her mental state in a way that it directly led her to, in, to entry into the shoot. This is what he said, that the pills and alcohol she took directed her to get into the shoot. Yeah. Her mom, the, Natalie... The pills told her to do it? No, like, there are some sleeping pills that if you take it and you don't go to bed right away and you're still kind of awake and lucid, it can cause you to do things that you don't remember, weird behavior, stuff like that. So that's why some of these sleeping pills are prescribed and they're controlled, I think. I'm not going to say that, but I do know people who have taken sleeping pills in the past, medicated, prescribed, and if they don't go to bed, weird shit happens. Uh-huh. Right. So her mom, Natalie, and her grandfather, Lauren, have been looking into this case to get clearer answers to their questions. At the end of the day, he has one question, and it's a complete fucking legit question. Just one? This one question totally breaks down everything. This takes away from everything. And his question is, quote, Is it physically possible for a young woman to climb into a garbage chute unassisted? Unassisted is the key word here. Let's keep in mind, he's not saying under the influence or sober. He's just saying in general, unassisted. Sounds her, like some tests need to be conducted. Her grandfather is just keeping it simple. He just wants to know, climbing in with no help. But we have added layers of no fingerprints, pants around her knees, and she's under the influence. So now we have to ask, can a young woman climb into a garbage chute unassisted with no fingerprints pants around her knees and under the influence tom cruise could do it <laughs> well you said tests need to be conducted well, yeah grandpa and mom got body doubles to do reenactments oh i was gonna suggest the entire pd that fits the criteria should be trying this shit out like get in there and see if you can do it it's october 2019 a woman is actually a friend of phoebe's her name's viv she is the exact body double of phoebe height weight the whole shebang the exact replica of the trash chute in the apartment building is made as well and the trash chute only opens they say 36 centimeters i had to look it up for us those who are not on the metric system <laughs> for <laughs> the dumb americans 
that's 14 inches. So this door only opens 14 inches and then the door, once you let go of it, it snaps back quick. Like it, I don't want to say slams, but. So I could fit my head in there? Keep in mind, Phoebe is a small woman. For you, yeah, you could you could probably get a head in there. I ain't doing much better. I'm going to look like Rose McGowan trying to go out through the dog door and scream. The person they got to do the reenactment was completely sober, and she struggled. She even gets, uh, oh, she gets her legs in enough so she can sit. It is also hard for her to keep her balance as she was making her way through the door. There was nothing around this trash chute to hold on to. So there's like no handles, no shelves, no fucking coat hooks, anything. This is just bare walls except for a trash chute door that opens 14 inches. And I can't... How high up is it from the ground? It's high enough that the body double, she had to like struggle to get the top leg up, the first leg in, I mean... It's like two, three okay, feet off the ground. Three feet. Yeah, somewhere around there. I totally forgot to write that measurement down of how high it up it is, but it's high enough that when you open the trash chute, you pretty much just have to extend your arm out in front of you, turn the handle, pull it. There's so, no bending down. There's no reaching up. It's just kind of so average, like waist level. Yes. There was nothing to hold on to around it. <laughs> Put on these gloves. Take your pants off and get in the chute. Oh, and their pants were completely on and buttoned up during this. Well, this ain't a very good scientific study. Well, they go on to reenact it again. And this, very recently, might I add, I looked at the date. It was September 2021. Danielle is now the new girl that's doing this reenactment. And she is also the same height and weight as Phoebe and the previous woman, Viv, that did the first reenactment. Like the first lady, Danielle struggled. However, when she gets her first leg in, she's going for the second one and the weight, like she's kind of sitting on the door, wiggling that second leg in and the door breaks and snaps down. Well, when it snaps down, her legs are in there. It brings up this metal flap that's like attached to the bottom of the door to keep the trash and everything from falling. So they had to like the people around her, producers, the grandfather who's there, they kind of jump in to help her to lift her up, to lift the door up so she can get her legs unpinned to get out. If you want to see these reenactments, just look up The Girl in the Shoot and watch both of the 60 Minutes Australia, which they're not technically 60 minutes. It was only like 20, 30 minutes each. And you can see the reenactment and you will see Danielle getting her legs pinned in there and them kind of, they don't like rush. She's not like screaming in agonizing pain, but they get there to kind of lift her up, to lift up the door a little, to release her legs from this metal flap. It sounds uh, like those drawers for night deposits at the bank. Yes, exactly. Let's see. On her second attempt, with great strength, I mean, she she used all she had. She does make it, but only with her arms above her head. When she gets into the trash chute, her body's going in and her arms are raised up above her head. This will be a fact that will be very important later. It is also determined that it is almost impossible for anyone to enter the, the chute head first. And I'm sorry, Danielle didn't say that they had experts determine that there's no way you're getting your fucking head in there first. Maybe just your head, but you're not going in head first and then body. It's hard to keep the thing open? That, and it's just kind of a physics impossibility. You can go in head first, but you're not doing it alone. Uh, Uh, Yeah. uh. 
Well, they did another reenactment with Danielle Still. They did this with a man. And he was able to, you know how you kind of hold the body over your shoulder and their butt's kind of next to your head. You throw the body over the shoulder. He, with the greatest of ease, held her body, opened the door, slipped her feet in, and she just went right on down. And then he closed the door, walked away, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Ooh, Auntie doesn't like what you're accusing here. You saying that uh, something foul may be afoot here? Now we're going to get back to a little bit of the scene here, the crime scene. The coroner believes, like I said, that she dropped this broken glass. She cuts herself Why she's cleaning up the mess. And I mentioned Anthony said that there was broken glass on the floor. Glass on the floor, two two glasses. She went to the chute, dropped the bag of trash, which that bag of trash was never found, and neither was the broken glass in the trash. What? Then with her enthusiasm for climbing, because she loved, she was an avid climber. The fuck is she, 12? I I can't make this shit up. I wish I could, because this is like the most off-the-wall storytelling. (laughs) For real, like Like, what kind of weird detail is that? Oh, she loves climbing shit. I feel like we're in the usual suspects where Kevin Spacey's telling the story, but he's telling it from like shit he's seeing on the wall. (laughs) Spoiler on that one. I have to start this again. Please. She then went to the chute. She drops the trash, which once again, not recovered. (laughs) Then with her enthusiasm for climbing and in her drunken or sleepwalking or confused state, which drunken, sleepwalking and confused were all used. She climbed into the chute feet first. She tried to climb down the chute, I guess for fun. And she plunged to her death instead. Yeah. I don't want to like have too much silence here, but I'm reading this and it's like, I don't even know what to say to this. This sounds like complete and absolute bullshit. Well, with sleepwalking being brought into this by the coroner, you'd think that he would consult some kind of sleep expert, but that wasn't done either. However, those 60 minutes did. And they spoke to Dr. Anuk Desai. (laughs) He just said, the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Well, he found it strange that had toxicology experts and a forensic expert had been consulted, but no sleep expert was. However, he also looks at the amount of drugs and alcohol she had in her system. And he says there could have been one of two side effects here. And I quote, I had to, I couldn't put this in my own words. Either she was physically incapacitated to her ability to get into the chute and was actually enhanced by a delusional determination, but it's impossible to judge either way, which you'd imagine might lead to an open finding. And when a case in Australia is determined open finding, that means they couldn't really determine how this person died, but they can come back to it later and investigate at any time and review evidence at any time either but they didn't so for here for for the states it's like when they label it inconclusive right it's labeled an accident that kind of just shut the fucking book on that no Mm. yeah the evidence alone doesn't support a firm conclusion though he said all this evidence just doesn't support a firm conclusion from the police or the coroner sure fucking leans far the opposite way Upon further research, I found that Phoebe did have some mental struggles, and two days before her death, November 30th, 2010, she called her mental health doctor and told her that she felt, quote, unsafe. 
her mental health professional, she took this as a sign that she wanted to hurt herself. She tells Phoebe, contact a hospital for help, but she didn't follow up with any crisis assessment team. Phoebe tells her she will take some pills and sleep her pain away. Again, she wasn't worried about Phoebe overdosing. She didn't follow up with her later to see if she was okay or anything. And come to find out this is legal in Australia, which when I first heard this, I was waiting to find out if this was legal because this just, this isn't legal here. This doesn't fly here in America. This doctor only had been treating patients for about a year and three months with a bachelor's degree. To be a psychiatrist, psychologist, you're talking like PhD, eight years of college, then training after that kind of thing. This is, it's definitely more than four years of college. <laughs> a lot of people go to college for seven years. Once again, this is completely legal in Australia. Man, we need to move to Australia. Apparently we could get really high ranking jobs. Yeah, but... they can be a shrink after four <laughs> years and cops don't have to do any kind of testing. <laughs> It's now March 2013. Phoebe's family gets the news that there's going to be an inquest into Phoebe's case. They were thinking that she would finally get the much-deserved second look. But Anthony's lawyers, and himself of course, opposed this inquest stating that evidence was not enough to suggest homicide. The inquest took about two weeks, and Peter White, the same coroner, I don't know why they got this same fucking guy, reviews thousands of pages and listened to 30 witnesses, and with the help of counsel, who was an attorney named Deborah Simensma, I had to, like, I no, I had to, like, uh, spell that out phonetically after the correct spelling of her name, because it's like, how the hell do you say this? I would have said Simensa, but it's Mintzma. Mintzma. Yes. Okay. She found that there wasn't enough evidence to determine if it was an accident, suicide, or murder, and it should have been determined an open finding from Jump Street. Well, coroner Peter White disagrees, and that there was no open, and there's no open finding. He deems that the death was, and I'm not making this shit up, death by misadventure. Basically, a tragic accident. He also made this determination, remember that her arms are over her head detail, uh -huh. that, quote, she commenced to move down the chute by pressing her extremities and her bottom and back against the opposite wall, so she kind of like wiggled down, down the walls of the chute, thereby controlling herself in descent. Sounds like he did some of his own chute testing. Once again, she, her, her shoulders with her arms down, like that was just too wide. Danielle had to go down with her arms up. Had to go like a fucking diver in a pool. Yeah, she had to go in that way. I feel like he's sticking with this. It was an accident because... His <laughs> misadventure. Well, how dare he be proven wrong from his initial assumption. I'm sorry. I mean, initial outcome. I personally think he kind of he looked at the paperwork and kind of took the cop and Anthony's word that night and it just kind of once again set the pace. Is he the only one doing all this coroner work in Australia? At least in Melbourne, Australia. Huh. And I might add also that when they talked about the, the second inquiry and he said this, she said this, very rarely does a coroner disagree with the counsel in an inquest. I don't want to say set in precedent, but this is very unusual that the coroner's like, fuck the word of the counsel, it's this. 
So I love those folks who just can't all that's all that schooling, even if it's only half the fucking time. It's like not enough education to admit when they're wrong. Since a determination was made in her death, the coroner's decision is now set in stone and no further inquests can be made. But an appeal can be filed if the family can prove that he made an error of law. This is very, very difficult and the family is it though in this case? Yes, it it truly is. I don't know how. I don't know either. Well, so now we're going to switch things up here a bit and we're going to talk about this chick named Bailey Snyder. So is that, is that the end of this for the shoot? Um, not we... not quite. We have a we have a story that kind of coincides with this. So in 2018, Bailey Schneider was a 25-year-old working as a model and a dental assistant. One day, she tells her mom that she just breaks up with her boyfriend. Not long after that conversation, Bailey is found dead in her parents' house. She had been strangled with a gold cord. And this gold cord wasn't like, you know, a cord that was ripped out of a lamp or a phone or anything like that. It was just a gold cord unattached or damaged from anything, undamaged from anything. What the hell is it, too? I believe, uh, I'm not sure, they just... They didn't really go into the super logistics of the gold cord. They just said gold cord that wasn't attached to anything. I was like, where the hell would I? I don't even know where I would get a gold cord that's not attached to something. Hardware store. Okay. (laughs) I feel unsafe. (laughs) Like Phoebe, police ruled that Bailey killed herself, and it was later determined she had cocaine and alcohol in her system. Is she also dating Anthony? Funny you mention that, because that boyfriend she broke up with days before her, quote, suicide was Anthony Hample. When questioned by police, he said that they weren't serious, but phone records and text messages indicate that they did speak, they did see each other frequently, they traveled the world together, and did break up shortly before her, once again, quote, suicide. Her death wasn't looked as as suspicious either, so he was cleared of any wrongdoing or involvement. I'm the victim here. So you take from that story what you want, but I just have a lot of questions about the whole Phoebe thing. And yes, we were kind of done with that, but we're going to have some concluding thoughts here. What gets me is he says there's glass still on the floor. Why would Phoebe clean up this glass? I'm sorry, part of the glass. She cleans up part of it, cuts herself. I can see she stops. She goes to maybe like clean her hand up, wash her hand, maybe get a Band-Aid, and then would continue cleaning up the glass? No, she automatically starts to clean it up. She cuts herself. She takes what glass is in the bag and throws it away, leaving more glass on the floor. And there's no fingerprints, no blood, no nothing on the way to the chute, at the chute, in the chute. The tra- and there's no trash either. It goes into a vortex. Yes, and no bins of anybody else in the building was collected. They didn't speak to anybody but the concierge two hours after the fact. They collected no video surveillance, although they do have Phoebe on video the day of the fire alarm. You do see her with her dog. She's walking out completely fine, looks normal, just walking regularly. She comes back, and then that's when apparently she decided to death by misadventure or kill herself. Hey, you never had a couple of glasses of a, of a champagne, break one of them, go to like throw the trash out, clean it halfway up, then decide it's time for an adventure. 
I could fit in that chute, I bet. And some people will say, well, it can't be Ant because he left the building at this time. It was on the security codes. He came back at this time. However, I said that the concierge found her at about 7.06, 7.09, and she took about 10 minutes to die. So he found her minutes after she died. He got home at 6. She's found at 7. He had a window between 609 when he got home to when the but like 10 minutes before the body was discovered and you got that time where the the code stuff is down so there's no like well there yeah and then so if it's not ant going back to that they do speculate that since the security was down that somebody could have gotten into the building hid killed her threw her in the chute took the trash cleaned everything up pretty much like at the chute he wiped it down i i don't know if they like sprayed the chute with luminol like the outside of it to see if like blood had been wiped off because blood when it's wiped off luminol will still pick that up they just this is a ball drop after another well i think anthony would agree with that assessment somebody's following me around and killing my girlfriends and then that brings us to the other suicided girlfriend (laughs) suicided (laughs) you know he's over here with the police saying well you know phoebe had been depressed she killed herself and now all of a sudden bailey it's not serious and i'm sorry but i don't travel the world and see somebody frequently that i'm not serious about she you can't tie anthony down man Okay, I'm not a forensic expert, but if Bailey killed herself, okay, she's got this cord around her neck. She's strangling herself. Uh, I would think that she would pass out from lack of oxygen at first, but then when she passes out, her hands release the cord. The cord releases around her neck. She would eventually wake up after her unconscious state of cutting off her oxygen but she would still live i don't think you can like choke yourself to death like that but how did she kill herself once again alone and in an unorthodox suicide manner and might i add i think impossible if 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 you're a forensic expert and you can kill yourself by like taking a cord around your neck and and going the whole distance with it I didn't think that was possible. Please get at me, correct me, whatever. Yeah, it sounds like if you just try to strangle yourself. Like. Yeah, like if <laughs> even with your own hands, yeah, with you're your gonna. Hands, that's you, what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're gonna, you know, like sleeper hold yourself. You're gonna go to sleep, <laughs> and then eventually you're gonna wake up because you didn't have the hand, the strength, the. I had no control over myself once I became unconscious, and it's bullshit. <laughs> You're not going to be alive to finish cutting off the supply completely. You just cut it off enough to go unconscious. Once again, I'm no forensic expert, but I've watched enough (laughs) forensic files and seen enough of these shows to know that you can't do it yourself. You have to have, you can do it yourself, but it has to be kind of like hanging yourself. We also don't have a Supreme Court dad either. I personally think that this guy, Anthony, why he's killing these girlfriends, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to keep something from getting out, ruining his reputation as a playboy. I don't know why he would kill both of these girls, but again, one time... Sounds like Anthony's a professional wrestler, traveling the world, got access to these sleeping pills... (laughs) bullshit narratives on how these women have died fell into some kind of money trip i don't know man 
I can see it being looked at as like an accident or a suicide if it was kind of within the reasonable realms of, let's say she took that glass and cut her wrists in the apartment and it happened like the one time. How many, I mean... I mean, I guess you the, can have a significant other repeatedly through your life, numerous ones kill themselves, but to happen twice <laughs> like this, and seemingly be be all, I'm assuming be all right, and so quick to jump to that conclusion of yeah, well, clearly, I definitely it, it, this totally sounds like a rich idiot's fucking explanation. This, like common people like us would probably have a better shot at getting away with this because we would think yeah, yeah, you would take the shards of glass, slit the wrist thing. No, a rich fucking dumb asshole like this would be like uh she had a misadventure down the garbage chute she was depressed we kept breaking up but you keep calling her and having her move back in so obviously you're not all that broken up or Uh, that's that's just what anthony calls pillow talk this thing stinks to high heaven we have just like the trash just doesn't exist yes she is struggling with some mental problems but show me somebody who doesn't <laughs> who, who, yeah, who the suffer. hell is it especially around the fucking holidays I, it wasn't around the holidays it was march i thought the first i thought the first one was around november wait let me go back up in my notes i thought, I, I thought it, it was, was march i thought you said it was like november in early december oh i'm sorry it's december 2nd <laughs> So, yes, it is around the holidays. I'm paying attention. My bad. I'm sorry. We just got so wrapped up in one of your favorite things is it's December 2nd, 2010, 1143 a.m. Evil hates it when a movie does that. Like, not the date necessarily, but it's like, is it really that important we know that it's 1143 a.m.? Let me be specific. It's when they do that shit in sci-fi channel movies where the time and date has no fucking bearing on the story going on. (laughs) If it was a murder case, more applicable. But when it's in Sharknado, bullshit. Yeah, we don't need to know what time the tornado started. It doesn't fucking matter when Lavalantula is happening in this fictional world. Okay, I can see this shit kind of going down maybe before, you know, forensics, DNA, and, you know, <laughs> what forensic science is today. Or even in 2010, it had, it's come a long way. I can see maybe this investigation going down like this. Yeah, this is the dark, In like the 60s, yeah. 70s, something like that. During the Prohibition era, sure, but not in the last 20 years. And the police take this guy's word for it. They do no investigation, no testing, no forensics. They speak to one fucking witness and it's like a couple hours after the fact. They gather no evidence. They're not listening to anything. This coroner is just as useless as these fucking police are. I'm totally with the counsel, that lawyer who was like, we need to make this an open finding because this evidence doesn't support a suicide or an accidental death. It doesn't support any of this. And he's like, no, fuck you. It's this. Well, my name is not Anthony because the H would stand for honesty. But Anthony, the T, that means trustworthy. And you can trust the ant. Okay, I killed her. I have a look on my face. The, the silence is just me. I am just scratching my head with this whole thing because it's like, how is this allowed to go down? Okay, this sounds like local cops. 
wouldn't like some kind of, I don't know, Interpol of Australia or something like that, some kind of grand council of fucking police or internal affairs kind of look at this and go, what were you guys thinking? How did you come up with suicide or even accident? It totally makes me want to reassess, you know, working a regular nine to five job. Like I could have a much more high profile job down in Australia and I could probably do less work apparently. And then I want to know if there's a connection between Peter White, the coroner, and this fucking Supreme Court and county judge, like his parents. There's got to be some kind of collusion somewhere that has gotten this coroner to go along with these... Oh, you think it's like like some hard target shit like Lance Henderson paying off the corner in Louisiana so he can do his human hunting experiment? Minus the human hunting, I definitely am. Yeah, I'm saying that. I think Anthony had something to do with the death of both of these girls. I can't speak necessarily for the coroner, who the coroner was in Bailey's case, but I he had something to do with the death of these two girls. He is at the fucking hand of this. He may not be the full hand, but he's definitely a finger or two on this hand of why they are dead. I don't like what you're accusing me of. Then we have his dad, who's got pull all over the place, I bet. I mean, he's a Supreme Court judge. Supreme Court rules the whole country. His mom's working the county circuit. So, I mean, we've got, you know, all kinds of influence pull. Hey, if you don't make this go this way and make it look like an accident or agree with it, then, you know, we're going to make your life a living hell kind of a thing because we're fucking judges and we can do that kind of shit. And then it just, it was a snowball of incompetency, inconsistencies, I'm going to say not giving a shit either. Like, I don't know. Maybe this cop was having a bad fucking day and was like, you know what? I don't feel like working today. This looks like a fucking suicide. No one else was here. I'm good. We don't need to get any tapes. We don't need to test any blood. We don't need to do anything. Dude, I clock out in 40 minutes. (laughs) Going back to the reenactment, Danielle is the blonde one. And actually, Viv, she did the same thing. But when they're trying to get up, they do put their hands all over the walls in an effort to kind of have some leverage. Wear gloves. There's no blood on the wall. They had to use both of their hands. She was So there's gloves. no blood on the hand. She wasn't found with any gloves in her when find, the body was found. We didn't find no goddamn trash either. So why the hell not can't we say there's not gloves involved? We I don't can, think it's she, Apparently you can make up your own fucking scenario here. We can just make anything up. It's just as good as what they're saying it is. If she did die by misadventure by climbing in the trash chute. Can you even say? that with a fucking like straight face not really no there would have been blood all over at least one of the walls from her trying to pull herself leverage herself into this trash chute death by misadventure yeah it's basically that's kind of the technical term they used for tragic accident i mean what would you amelia Earhart? Is that what these, that's death by misadventure? I would think if, okay, uh, for me, death by misadventure is uh, you're mountain climbing, your gear or something snaps, and you die. Parachute not opening. Yes, these are death by misadventure. These are, you know, you're going out for an adventure, you think you're going out for a good time, and just something went wrong, and you accidentally die. That kind of thing happens. I don't think getting drunk and taking sleeping pills... And taking the trash out and going 12 stories down a fucking trash chute as an adventure. This sounds like chores at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
so <laughs> once again, this all just... I'm with the mom and the grandfather. The grandfather... And this is still open. Like it's, No, it was open as of that last inquest where the council was like, this well, should be open. And after he deemed the coroner, Peter White deemed it again death by misadventure this sealed the fucking case oh well, and i, I forgot say, i forgot one other thing i was gonna say when i say that it's open i mean like so anthony is still out living his, his life next, looking looking for his next misadventure victim as far as i know yes and going back to him when this was all said and done anthony wanted a written statement that exonerated him from any wrongdoing in this case he wanted it in writing that it was misadventure anthony hample had absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with her death that day because like he was at work blah 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 whatever the fuck they're gonna say in it but he did want to be exonerated in a statement from the coroner from that inquest probably because he was so fucking um, dumbfoundingly amazed that it worked he's like well you well, you, you you believe me can I get that in writing just to be you know, I would just write that down I was like that shit that actually worked if this happens again nothing means nothing I certain if he has another misadventure girlfriend I really hope that they look into this and then they reopen the first two cases of Phoebe and Bailey. Huh, you can't say nothing. I got this coroner's permission slip. I had nothing to do with it. Misadventures! <laughs> I can't concentrate when you do this. I just can't. I feel like a death of a third person should just wipe all that off the table because it's, once again... There are a lot of people out there, their boyfriends or girlfriends do take their own lives. However, I'm sure it's not out of the realm of possibility to eight years later have another significant other take their own life. But just the chances of a second spouse or significant other taking their life just seems astronomical. And then if this happens a third time, come on, man. I just had bad fuck- luck with the ladies. What are you no. saying? no. I had nothing to do with it. It's kind of like a rumor or word on the street. You hear it once, you can kind of dismiss it. Twice, eh, maybe. But it's kind of a nugget in the back of your mind. But when you it, it when you hear it three, four times, it's like no, this just this can't be just. But if it happens again, it'll be like the first time because the other two times he's been off the hook, so it's like they didn't happen, right? That's I how certainly, it works? I certainly hope it's not the case. Do we th- is he still in Australia, as far as we know? Yes, and mm-hmm. he is still an event coordinator. He's still living his best life, from my understanding. Women in Australia listening to this, stay the fuck away from anybody named Anthony. Anthony Hample. Anthony, who has a Supreme Court dad and a pension for pain medication and sleeping pills. Uh, There was no pain pills. It was just sleeping pills. But, oh yeah, and once again, she's drunk. She's got a sleeping pill or two. They weren't, they, they said the toxicity levels wasn't like, you know, she took a handful. She was trying to kill herself that way or anything of that sort. Why, yeah, why wouldn't that just be the thing? Like, just some sleeping pills this if it's going to happen. This is the perfect storm of incompetency with the police, the coroner, her fucking <sighs> mental health professional. Everybody. Fucking everybody. There's not one person outside of her family that didn't completely shit the bed. I hope that Phoebe and Bailey do get a second look, in, in Phoebe's case, a third look. I hope that Anthony's reputation as a ladies' man or any kind of fucking dating person is ruined by this because I'm sorry. If you had somebody who, who like, two people 
who killed themselves in weird fucking scenarios and they oh, were I would be I, constantly like leaving fucking flyers and shit on his on his car doors and around the neighborhood I'm like I'm, they, they can't nail me for this he's got away with murder twice how is this guy still getting dates like how are women going Ooh, this guy he's good looking he's got money oh there's it right his there. last two girlfriends suicided. died by <laughs> suited, suicided themselves suicided by misadventures the only common denominator is this fucking dude so what the fuck is he doing to these girls i mean and i i'm sorry but when phoebe said that she felt unsafe i wouldn't have taken that as oh she feels unsafe from herself I think I take it as you feel unsafe in your environment. There is something in your environment. And actually, that's how it is interpreted when you go to a doctor's office. At least I've had this happen to me a couple times. They do give you that form that you can fill out quietly that, you know, in case your abusive significant other is with you, you can fill out the form that says, I feel unsafe, check this box, but you know, keep it discreet kind of a thing. And then you give that back to the doctor and they see that and the red flags are up. I mean, we see that in every, every like special, like on investigative discovery and stuff, people going like, if something happens, so-and-so did it, or I'm not feeling right here. Something maybe happened every time it kind of ends up the same way. So, so again, when I say everyone's shit the bed, even the person that's getting that information, like she feels unsafe. Well, hopefully tomorrow's a better day. And even if she did interpret it as she felt unsafe from herself, no follow-up, no crisis assessment team to come and talk to you, help you, visit you, nothing. There, The protocol was not followed up with the mental health either. What protocol? She only had to do four years, and then she was fine and dandy to go do this. I was a four-year bachelor's degree psychologist, and I had one of my patients tell me, I feel unsafe. I'm still going to follow up. Maybe Protocol is to follow up and find out. Maybe there's just one of every job, and there's only one corner, there's only one psychiatrist. Yeah, and they went to the school of incompetency, not (laughs) following through. They just have a one-and-done kind of criteria, like, well, we've had that job covered. It looks like you have to draw on the hat on what your job will be. Uh, Town idiot, that's your new job. When the second inquest happened, that person dropped the ball, too, because they should have got a different corner. It shouldn't have been Peter White. It should have been a second opinion from a second doctor. Peter White sounds like a name of money. If I want to get a fucking second opinion, anybody wants to get a second opinion. They go to their first doctor. Doctor's like, you got cancer. I'm going to go get a second opinion. You don't go to the same fucking doctor for a second opinion on a different day. You go to a different fucking doctor. Pete, do I still got cancer? Shit. Yep, still got cancer. I'm coming back Monday and you better have another idea for me. I want another suggestion. This is just, this is gross gross fucking incompetence on everybody's part but her grandfather and her mother and the two fucking actresses that did the trash shoot reenactment oh and dr anook uh the guy the sleep expert they spoke to he was like no man there's no evidence to firmly support any of this she wouldn't have been able to do this in this incapacitated state i feel like these are the uh, this small handful of people are the only people that are really looking at this well everybody else around the world watching 60 minutes as well and it's like how is everybody else seeing it but the inquest person the coroner the police the boyfriend what the fuck they've got to be in collusion with this judge getting him his son off of two counts of fucking death by misadventure plain and simple uh, don't want to ruin his reputation he has his, fuck whole his life reputation ahead of him. he ain't got his whole life ahead of him he's already 40 something 
Anthony's life is just starting at 50. He's got a whole halfway to go. Do not say that he is over the heel. I got a long ways to go and several women to misadventure with. I mean adventure with. (laughs) Ladies, look out for this dude. I'm fine. So this brings us to the end of this fucked up case. Honestly, I don't ever see anything ever happening with it, even if a third girlfriend did suicide herself in his presence or why he's at, quote, work. Ooh, maybe Anthony will have a misadventure. Mm, that'd be some sweet poetic justice, wouldn't it? So this brings us to an end of another case, and I will have the visual aids up on my Facebook or Instagram. You can also drop me a line there if you want to hear a request. If you want to hear us talk about something in particular, please drop a line, leave me a message. Thank you for all the love, support, follows, requests, everything. I have truly appreciated doing this episode for you, Danica, and I hope that you like it. Let's see, what else? We got two weeks we're coming back with a hell of a show i actually cried through part of watching these the information for the next show it's going to be a long one we might have to break up in two because it's so many dead people involved in this story wow <laughs> that's i don't know if that's a i mean it is but it's an odd way to be like stay tuned for next one because it's gonna get rough i like all all of these have been rough in some way because it's like i wouldn't want my 18 year old daughter to be in this situation i wouldn't well yeah this is rough but when you're like i I was crying constructing the episode it may take two of them and there's a lot of dead people i I was crying because there's two parts of this that are just really hard to listen to just talk about because this can hit home for so many people. So make sure uh, those listening to the next episode or two episodes, be sure you're doing it in public so everyone can see you getting upset. (laughs) On that note, once again, thanks for listening. You can follow me uh, and drop lines to me at Facebook, Instagram, Housewife of Horrors. Thank you for listening. I already said that and I keep saying it. I didn't do it! I'm trying to wrap this up, but I keep rambling. Anthony didn't do it. Stay safe, everybody.